the Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor. It's the Mickey Dudes Podcast. Here's your master of ceremonies, Wazowski. Hello, humans! Hello, humans, and welcome to another episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Koch, joined today by my co-host, Stephen Maxwell. I'm surrounded by very few idiots tonight. <laughs> and some breaking news out of Walt Disney World, ladies and gentlemen. Guests have been reporting a strange transport while visiting the Animal Kingdom to an unknown planet named Pandora. Recently, our very own Jeff Williams was swept up in this phenomenon. We have him on today to tell us about his experiences, but first... A word from our sponsors. Whether it's the first sip of French roast at your Disney resort or the grand finale of a signature dining experience at a restaurant like Le Cellier, Chico, or the California Grill, Joffrey's coffees make Disney memories more magical. Why not savor that Disney vacation just a little bit longer while enjoying a cup of Joffrey's in the comfort of your own home? Visit Joffrey's, the official coffee and tea company of Disney, online today at joffreys.com joffreys coffee and tea a flavor for every disney memory who has the largest selections of dvc resale listings and is the number one dvc reseller in the world who has 90 percent of their listings sell within 30 days with no upfront fees who has 95 years of combined disney vacation club experience and has been selling dvc since 1993 who has over 360 million dollars in sales of dvc the answer, my friends, is the same for every single question. It's DVC Resale Market. If you're in the market for buying Disney Vacation Club or have any questions about DVC, then look no further than DVC Resale Market. Nick, Kevin, and the whole team will do their very best to get you exactly what you need and answer any questions that you might have. Take a look at their website for some great information, their latest listings, or just some FAQs. We would like to thank DVC Resale Market for being part of our team. And now it's your turn. Let them be part of your team when buying DVC. Check them out at DVCResaleMarket.com. Welcome, Jeff. Guys, I'm so... I think I've got wormhole sickness. Just got back from (laughs) Pandora. I'm going through the adjustments. You're going to have to bear with me. It's kind of a rough time right now. It's similar to jet lag, but... I was going to ask that, actually. I was going to say, do you have ship lag or something? Yeah, you know. As long as you avoid the little... So was it a ship, or were you just intergalactically transported... uh... Star Trek style? Was it like, did you beam up? How did you actually get to this uh, strange new world? This whole new world, if you will. (laughs) Ironically, my preview of Pandora was through a door. (laughs) Monster Zink? Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, I just got back. We were fortunate enough to experience the Pandora World of Avatar. We got a DVC preview sign up. We are annual pass holders, but the DVC one worked out better for our schedule, which was even better because it's a, it was a 9 a.m. on Saturday, their very first, I, I call it civilian previews. That's where we began. So I can kind of go through how that went down real quick, and and we can go from there if you guys have any questions. Sure. But basically, okay. we, we, we all lined up. Uh, we, nobody had a clue what was going on. Uh, some of the cast members obviously have been training. They've been going through a lot of cast member previews already for about a week and media but we were the first like i said civilians in the area and pandora the world of avatar if you haven't heard yet is connected via a bridge uh, from discovery island in disney's animal kingdom there are legitimately two paths to get in there from africa and from uh the bridge into Straight across uh, the river, uh, sorry, Discovery River, and but we were told we, for our preview the 
pathway from Africa was closed down, and I was told by somebody that that is probably going to be an egress path. So you enter over the bridge, and then you leave uh, through that path straight to Africa, which is right next to the Festival of Lion King. But yeah, it, it is interesting, guys. I mean, everything was very subdued because it was limited amounts of people coming in. We were assigned. I wrote a, I wrote a blog about this. It'll go out probably before the show goes out. Uh, but basically, you were giving a ticket, like a fast pass, to ride their e-ticket attraction, Flights of Passage. And then you just showed up for your assigned time. We were fortunate because we were the very first ones, and these were going on all day long. In fact, they're going on for two weeks straight before the official opening. But we got in there, got in there quick, like we always do. Rope dropped everything. We were about fifth in line. It literally was a door. It was, you know, they had their temporary barrier, the door. And you cross over the threshold, and um, they give you your ticket. They give you your little temporary map, uh, and then just said, go to it. And we had full reign of everything. We could actually uh, go standby queue all day long in the other ride, which is called uh, the Navi River Journey. But it was imperative. You really wanted to get your... It was only a 15-minute window for your fast pass, so you had to get there and get lined up for that. So we went, kind of ran around <laughs> like chickens with our heads cut off, or Navi versions of chickens with our heads cut off. And we, I went around getting a bunch of pictures, but then we lined, queued up like, uh, like we're supposed to and got, I think, the first round. I won't go into a lot of crazy spoilers of the ride, uh, but the fast pass uh, queue is totally different from the standby queue. Uh, we were in pretty quickly to all the pre-show stuff, routines, safety spiel, all that, and then got on the ride, got off the ride. One of the cool things that a lot of people aren't talking about is the exit of the ride. And I will talk about that detail because it you are dumped off. It's a three-story ride. Well, it's probably more stories than that, but it's three levels. And you were dumped off at the top of the mountain almost. And so you you have the, mo- the most beautiful vantage points. You have all kinds of waterfalls, and you can see the uh, – it's called the Valley of Morara, but all the, the floating mountains right in front of you. So there's all these – and they know that – I think Disney knows this. They have little areas to probably take pictures right as you get off but so there's lots of really cool areas right there that you can kind of take your time and look at once we got off the ride which by the way i i flat out said it my me and my family there's four of us we don't all agree on very little (laughs) very few things but one thing we did agree with when we came off that was we felt like that was the quintessential the best ride at least in orlando probably in at least in the united states parks bar none i know that's heavy heavy praise there might be some euphoria involved with that but i did not expect that at all i i was i was actually very negative coming into it uh i was like soaring whatever soaring on steroids i kept hearing all that soaring on steroids but i was just kind of like meh but I, we were blown away by it there was so there's so much details that they avoid telling people for obvious reasons once you do it they don't want to spoil you you don't have to know the movie you don't have to be intimate to the movie it's just an amazing attraction fast forward so you you exit the queue Uh, it's a very long winding down down a mountain (laughs) literally mountain uh queue and you do go through the exit through the gift shop um i can go i don't need to go into details of the gift shop but there's it's uh, tons of new uh art uh, things merchandise uh none of it is disney centered merchandise it's all based on this uh, Alpha Centauri ex- Expeditions ace. Um, so lots of unique and new merchandising opportunities. And then as you exit the gift shop, there's a restaurant, there's a uh, Pongu Pongu right there, a drink station with a, some snacks. And then the Satuli Canteen is right there in the same exact spot. Um, and that's a, they call that a fast casual uh, restaurant. We definitely ate there too. And then um, the other ride, the River Journey, uh, Navi River Journey. It's 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 akin. It's to, I mean, it's very high high technology ride. It's a, it's a boat ride for sure. It's slow. Um, it's we thought it was fabulous. It was pretty pretty uh, immersive, pretty amazing. Um, 
the one thing that kind of we'll see how this plays out is crowd level um, because it's kind of like I don't know if you guys remember uh, how Maelstrom was kind of like the the uh, the hit the the sneak the secret hit that you always wanted to do but you never wanted to stand in an hour long line to do it kind of thing. So it's I feel it's kind of like that. I wouldn't want to stand in there more than twenty to twenty five thirty minutes for this ride, but it's still an amazing amazing ride. Uh, but long story short, we, we were ne- actually made to leave uh, in our two-hour time window. So we just lingered, and we actually met some friends there. And we lingered all day long, and eventually they kicked everybody out at 8 uh, after the sun went down. We were all really hoping we were going to have that moment where they the kick on all the bioluminescent uh, uh, plants and, and surroundings. That, that never happened. They even came out and told us, hey, we're not turning those on. You might as well everybody leave now. And uh, we've been. They've probably been there for 14 hours at this point. I saw exact the same cast members, so I know good and well they've been there all day. But uh, the only thing that was on was the uh, the black light effects for the passageways. Um, but I'm told there's a ton of features they have not activated yet. So there's a lot still left in store um, that I'm excited to see in next week. In fact, so. But anyway, I'm totally uh, open to answer any guys' questions you might have. Do you think it was worth the trip down? Always, a yeah. good, always worth the trip down to Disney World. Well, yeah, Do you right. Think it was worth the trip down just for that. Yes, in fact, um, we had the opportunity to to go in twice, and we so we were willing to forego the rest of Disney World just to see this area again. It's going to be a tough sale. Uh, I think to littler kids because it is a lot of immersive theming and, and detail. Um, I'm having a hard time seeing that connection with the under five crowd. Probably um, to me, that'll be interesting to see how it plays out. So actually they might help us, you know, it might help like the parents with the little kids go, okay, we did it. Let's, let's go to the next thing. So, um, you know, it's nerds like us. It'll be the ones hanging out, checking out all the, the details i've been trying to really avoid all the videos because i'm going to be seeing it for myself soon my one question is a lot of people are telling me i made a mistake because when i set up my fast passes i didn't know any better i had one day for flight of passage and then the next day i have navi river journey did i make a mistake in doing it that way because i feel that if i cancel out my fast passes now and switch them over i'm not getting them again no don't yeah don't mess mess around with it i did the exact same thing dave i actually i actually front loaded uh river journey i thought river journey was going to be the amazing wow uh attraction because we're all boat ride fans right all of us disney nerds and i uh-huh. thought that was going to be the one that i'm like oh my gosh we got to make sure we get in there because i also heard story and i think it's going to be probably true it's going to be a slow uh rider rate per hour and so i was real nervous that one's gonna get really backed up and then you're never gonna get in there unless you just kind of like uh frozen ride right now frozen ride you know it gets way backed up as the day goes on um so i was nervous just to get some you know a couple of rides in for a week-long trip uh but the the secret sauce was the e-ticket attraction flight of passage um i didn't realize i was going to be so wowed by that but it's going to be kind of one of those things uh, you know, if you're doing it right, you're going to rope drop one of them. So it's just pick your poison, rope drop one, and then ride the other one. It's tiered, so they're not letting you do fast passes for both. So it's, you know, I don't think it matters which one you pick. Unlike Dave, I did watch the videos because uh, obviously it's going to be a wee while before I'm back there. But I mean, the, the riverboat journey, it, it just seems as if it is so slow to, to load up. I mean, I think it's only it's a three, three spaces, yeah. a three or four spaces per per line, and depending on what size you are, you might actually only get about two or three folk in it. So the the, the space and the time it actually takes to load up and get through, which looks like a basically just cluster. A, a, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, it looks like a, a a boat ride you would see maybe anywhere else. You know, it's I yeah. don't think there's anything that really well, stands out spectacular about it. Originally, I was going to say, well, you know, it might look like that now, but it's a new attraction. Maybe new cast members on it learning how to kind of 
do the ins and outs. But then as you were saying, and I'm like, wait a minute, they could have easily trained them on something that involves a boat somewhere else within the, within the whole of Disney World and basically said, okay, well, you know how to load this type of attraction. It's probably similar. So yeah. I don't think that's going to be the excuse that I was about to give for it. Well, so there's a couple of things. One of them, they really emphasized that these boats were handcrafted by natives, um, so they're smaller, intimate size. Uh, we were really afraid how they're going to divvy us up. I mean, I'm a pretty large guy. My other three family members are small, but they got us all in the front row. We were like, oh, no. and But we had plenty of room, so, uh, you know. So maybe were you speaking soprano afterwards? Yeah, exactly. No, it, you know, it wasn't bad. I really was nervous about that that setup i thought we we're gonna give us two and two but if they do four and four they could probably speed up the process um quite a bit now uh flight of passage has single rider line but uh river journey does not have single rider line so it'll be depending on how the cast members really uh, uh hustle people through um there one thing i and i put in the blog you'll see it but um there was some reference about four or five years ago when disney bought uh Lucasfilm. They also got Industrial Light and Magic, which is their special effects uh, branch of, of basically Lucasfilm. Uh, Disney was really giddy about trying to uh, figure out ways to implement, uh, utilize them to better uh, advance all the rides. And there was this big secret thing, like they're going to do a boat ride. And I linked the, uh, I linked the. Uh, original article in the blog that I'm going to be posting, but basically everybody saw thought Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars that this boat ride and all this technology where they track your eyes uh, they time everything that happens with your your eyesight wherever you look Um, and I've already heard and confirmed that this is all going on inside uh, the river journey so there's a lot of crazy technology that kind of, I guess that's a, a a testimony to it because and there's a lot of technology that goes un, unheralded here that makes you feel like you're there yet not making a big deal about it, I guess, uh, not causing you to realize that technology's there. So, you know, there is that. Um, I think it's going to be one of those things as Disney insiders, I think as time goes on, my gut feeling is just like we all get excited for uh, El Rio de Tempo, um, you know the three caballeros ride we all get excited to do that just the slow immersive feeling of it it's just the chilled out effect of it um, also we love how it's kind of like uh, not quite so popular in certain times so we can get on pretty easily i'm kind of hoping that happens in three you know three or four years when everybody's all run into star wars land and we're all kind of like enjoying <laughs> pandora a little bit <laughs> but anyway i i don't know it did you ever think you would say that everybody's going to Star Wars and we're all enjoying Pandora? Did you ever think that <laughs> sentence would ever leave your lips, my Never. <laughs> no, definitely not. Uh, I, I, I've realized this over the last week. And I, us as kind of our family, enjoy, our most enjoyment from Disney parks comes in those small little nooks and crannies that are quiet areas where everybody's running off to doing Cars Land, we're hanging out at Bugs Land. Uh, you know, where everybody's running off to, um, you know, wherever. We're over in Toontown. This is Disneyland, but like Toontown, uh, hanging out there, there's not as many people. And it, Dino Land's almost the same kind of analogy. You know, we run over to Dino Land when everybody's, you know, off doing whatever, and Dino Land's almost dead, and we're running on, hopping on... Um, primable world and going over to dinosaur and doing those kind of things so i foresee that the pivot will happen uh, three or four years from now <laughs> pandora will be like the cool hangout spot but right now i'm really nervous about how crowded it's going to be <laughs> that's like my biggest fear well that's what i was going to say i mean how does it fit into the rest of animal kingdom i mean obviously it's going to be a crowd puller so is it going to make animal kingdom into like a whole day park. Yeah, for sure. 
Yeah, that, that's their plan. In fact, for two months straight, they open at 7 a.m. and close at 1 a.m. That's two months straight of morning and evening extra magic hours. It just blows my mind how that, you know, the level. That, so they know they've given it respect. Uh, it's really odd, though, that they did this two-month stretch thing and then just turn it off, like turn the spigot off. Like they're not planning on doing it after that. So That December still surprises me. Yeah. yeah, because August, yeah, granted, Florida – Florida children go back to schools, but there's a whole section that's still from the Northeast that travels down to Disney World during during August. I mean, at one point, it used to be a really slow time, and it was like considered first value season or something, and it was basically because everybody was in the, went back to schools, it would be like, oh, the parks are dead and everything. That doesn't happen that much anymore with these parks. I think that right now it's a 9.30 close, I think they're going to be extending those hours. I bet you're right. Especially with all the whole bioluminescent thing. I mean, you know, it's One still summer. Codes, I mean, we're, we're in the dog days, but it's still sunset. It's going to be still a little bit probably not going to have that much of a window of time for sunset after uh, to uh, really enjoy all the night stuff that it's going to offer that time in August. And I think there's going to be guests that are going to be complaining about that. You know, you do all these really nice things and, you know, we only had an hour and a half in the park because we had, you had to wait to sundown and sunset at 7.05 and now you're kicking us out at 9.30. I mean... <laughs> you still have you still have that lingering twilight. It's not going to be fully dark for another what thirty five minutes or so. I think that's what you're going to get. I think you're going to get folk coming in, much as what they do with Pat's favourite over at Fantasmic or go to uh, Epcot, you know, or go to the Magic Kingdom for the fireworks. You're going to get folk flooding to the Animal Kingdom late on at night, you know, so that they can actually see all the lights and all Pandora and it's spectacular, but I don't know if it's, I mean they'll have to open up the, the park later, because I don't think it's going to be an option you know, you know to, what I to think... fully utilise all these lights, you know the, the the glorious lights that show and everything they've got about they, they can't just say, well it's only sort of twilight just now, right okay, out of the park You know what I'm thinking it might be a case of this might be a whole thing of once bitten, twice shy. Because last year they was they extended their hours for the entire summer to 11 p.m. Because oh, we were gonna have rivers of light, and then we're gonna do this nighttime Kilimanjaro safari, and all. Are those things still are like? Is the like the nighttime Kilimanjaro still a thing? Or is yes. that like gone by the way? Okay, it is still a thing. Yeah. So I think like they were like going like okay well we'll 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 stay open to eleven and all this and the park was a ghost town because let's face it uh, yeah the rivers of light didn't pan out yeah rivers of light didn't pass out Jungle Book alive with uh, magic let's just face it the show blew chunks yeah and just. The Tree of Life Awakening was spectacular, but again, sitting around waiting for that for like a five-minute animation sequence, not a lot of people at, that you didn't know exact time when it was going to actually happen, just stand around. Yeah, yeah in this uh, world of uh, instant gratification, you're really not going to have people with an attention span to just stand there and stare at the tree for some random moment for it to actually come alive. And then say, okay, I want to see the next one. People don't have patience, so. Yeah. Yeah, it is interesting. We're, we, we're built on uh, schedules for Disney World. We're, we're trained to do schedules. Uh, they just, you know, kicked off the brand new show, um, Happily Ever After, and we're, everybody's going to try to, you know, schedule that one in. So I know they want us to do Rivers of Light, and maybe that is a crowd choker. I mean, it, it sucks in the crowds. Uh, that helps them quite a bit. Um, but you're going to get there. Um, I don't. I don't know if people are going to eat dinner uh, in in um, Animal Kingdom. Uh, I don't know how people's patterns are. So we're we're all learning, I guess, together. The Satuling Canteen. Um, that's going to be an interesting dinner offering because it's a fa- considered a fast casual. Uh, dinner 
So, in fact, they're rolling out their new, um, you know, order by phone pickup. Uh, so this option. is going to be—it's just a quick service that they have over there. Yeah, uh, it's—I don't know why. You know, it's fast casual. So there are some different offerings that you can customize. Uh, that's why they're kind of—it's kind of like Chipotle. Um, so you customize some bowls. Um, it's all served in in real, uh, you know, ceramic ceramicware, uh, glassware. It gives it a little bit more upscale feeling to it. Um, free refills. Hey, free refills, by the way. I was pumped about that. No RFID chip or anything. You just, you know, good old-fashioned, um, go over there and get, get refills all, all night long. So, um, there is that. That's going to keep me around. <laughs> but, is there uh, any specific, like, food that they're actually serving there that are different for other parts and obviously themed on any drinks? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, uh... There's a bunch of dr- di- unique drink offerings. Pangu Pangu is a walk-up uh, station with alcoholic and no- non-alcoholic beverages. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that ought to liven things up a little bit. Uh, I-, I heard, well, I have friends doing the green beer. Uh, the green beer tasted like um, Sam Adams. I don't know. I don't. I don't know that how to relate to that, but uh, which is, I guess, okay. But. Um, the the margarita there's some weird margarita with uh, boba balls on top of it but it's it's a margarita you know automatic margarita machine kind of thing but it's I think it was a unique margarita I can't remember the flavor um, the food offerings inside Satuli can- Canteen uh, lots it's totally going with the whole scene you know the grill is right in front of you so you're seeing them grill the meat they have beef chicken and then uh, uh, fish um so it's all fresh uh prepared right in front of you so that's really impressive um a lot of unique dessert offerings um that but uh i think the runaway hit is going to be the the thing that you can get at pongu pongu and that's what i fell in love with and it was the snack that is kind of it's a pineapple cream cheese stuffed um it looks like a crepe rolled up into an egg roll shape um but it's called lumpia and sounds really nice yes they're really that's gonna be the snack uh thing i think that it's people are gonna go gaga about to be honest with you i'm already hearing all of my friends who've tasted it that's like their number one thing they they're talking about so the signature drink i i don't know how that's gonna go down um it's called the Night Blossom, and that's going to be their attempt at a Harry Potter uh, butterbeer. Yeah, and it's kind of like a, their version of a frozen butterbeer that they want to go viral. Uh, we had one, and all of us kind of went had our heads spinning from the, how much sweet and sugary it was. <laughs> so, What's better, that or the Fruz Brew? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I or like the Fruz Brew. I like LeFou's brew better, but th- this thing, I don't know. It was like its own dessert, I guess. I, I don't want a drink that's... it. You know how the unicorn thing at Starbucks just happened and everybody was going crazy and they said it was really super sweet and I never had one, but Me I picture it tasted a lot like this. I mean, it was super sweet. Is um, it like sugar or is it just uh, artificial sweeteners that are through it? Is it like uh, Definitely sugar... Yeah, it's very, it's syrupy. It's got a tart flavoring to it, and then on top of everything else, they put the, these, uh, uh, I think, passion fruit boba balls on top. Um, and so, anyway, it was like sweet on sweet on sweet. But um, I mean, kids <laughs> might like it. I don't keep know. Keep you going all night. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. It keep you going. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, oh my gosh! So I, we're not fans. I'm usually a fan of the sweet stuff, but. I just did not get into that one. Um, plus, I don't know. We've probably talked about this on previous podcasts, but you know, Animal Kingdom doesn't have the lids and straws. Uh, they only have the paper straws. So this, yeah. is, I hate those. Yeah. So this is a big giant. If you've ever had the boba tea, it is basically a paper version of the giant straw for boba tea. And uh, I don't know. I just that also puts me off. It's times bit. like this. I'm glad that. 
boba balls just uh, disgust me. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do the I'll I'll do the slimy black tapioca balls for some reason, no problem. But the actual sweet uh, flavored boba balls that you think that would be like one of those things that people would kind of just gravitate to. Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel like I'm drinking fish eggs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, there is another drink inside that uh, we partaked of, and once we found out what it was, we're just like. What a waste! Um, but it was. It's. I think they're trying to. It's inside Satuli Canteen, and I already forgot the name of it. But basically, it. The lady told me it was um, half uh, Powerade melon. So and it literally just tastes like Powerade. Like I'm drinking Powerade. So I'm, to me, I'm like, what the heck am I drinking this for? So wouldn't work. Paying about four dollars more for the privilege. I was. I was going to say that. Yeah. Yeah, had a little, you know, pineapple on the edge of the cup, and so it made it unique, I guess, but whatever. <laughs> made it healthy because it has fruit in it. Yeah. Exactly. On the side of the, on the, side of the, the cup. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I actually see it's healthy inside. <laughs> I do yeah. want to say, two, I want to uh, keep with the uh, Pandora thing, but I kind of want to, in that way, I want in terms of crowd control, A... Do you think Rivers of Light is enough to draw people away from Pandora? This summer, yeah, because people are still getting all their reservations and whatever, but it's not repeatable, so that's going to be the problem time. So after everybody's seen it once, then what? They're not going to go back and see it, I don't think. Yeah, uh, Rivers, that was going to be my next question. What do you actually think of Rivers of Light? Uh, well, I don't know. I, personally, I haven't seen it in person, so let me. Oh, you just, haven't? Like, no, I I have a dinner uh, package deal actually this Friday, um, but I've I'm like like Stephen said, I, I'm the the enthusiast where I soak all the video in all I can. I, I guess I'm just that way, but I also watch all movie trailers, so I'm just that personality. But so based I've on what you've the, seen. What would you say? Yeah, I mean, it's totally one of those things that I'm going to check out one time and then go, you know, that, that was entertaining, and then never probably do it again. I mean, I don't see this being one of those things that, like you and me, Dave, I mean, we're like giddy about Fantasmic. I mean, yeah. I'm not going to get giddy about it. So well, That was my reaction. I mean, I went in with an open mind. I didn't want to see any of the videos. I wanted to make up my mind for myself watching it, and... I don't know exactly what I watched. It was like uh, it was nice. It was a visual masterpiece as far as uh, the pageantry of it, but it just it lacked the story. It had some nice calming music. The water screens kind of were uh, being affected by the by the wind. It just Uh-oh. I left feeling underwhelmed it just there wasn't like a big aha moment where i was like oh i gotta see that again and as far as the soundtrack the soundtrack didn't really resonate in my head where it was like i didn't walk out humming any of the music and saying oh i want to hear that track again where as everybody would sing wishes or uh, they kind of uh rock out to illuminations or even phantasmic this just didn't seem like it had anything that was going to be memorable. And yeah, I mean, I'm not going to waste the fast pass on it. It's not a priority. If I happen to be in the park and it happens to be starting and I'm passing by and I'm maybe on my way out, I might say, you know what? Eh, why not? I'll stop and check out Rivers of Light again. <laughs> but I'm not going to make a beeline over it's not going to be one of those things oh i must see rivers of light like people will say oh i must see phantasmic or wishes or uh illuminations i just kind of think that it's it's there it's like it's like flights of wonder if i'm passing by and it's going on yeah i'll walk into flights of wonder but there are other people that it will be special for my father for instance discovered flights of wonder on a solo trip one time and he thought it was the most fantastic thing. He insisted that we all go when we when we did a family trip one time, because it was his absolute favorite thing. So, you know, I gotta 
handed to Disney, different strokes to different folks in that way, but I kind of think that uh, it doesn't have longevity in, as far as the crowd swallower in that way, as you were saying. Unless they add some other other things to it, if they kind of change it, I think what they're going to need to do is, uh, unfortunately, they think they're going to need to disney it. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. I've already heard they're working on that, so... I think it's inevitable, uh, uh, probably a couple years away. I mean, there needs to be like a whole section with Rafiki or something like that. Or they might have to do like, they might, what they should do is they should take the entire Circle of Life film out of Epcot, out of the land, and work it into Rivers of Light in some way, shape, or form. <laughs> it would kind of go I with the conservation. That many, it would go with the theming. I coming through the door, though that they don't really have to change it. And, you know, I mean, obviously, there's folk that go there quite a lot. And as you say, they're not going to stop and watch it every time. But the amount of new visitors that are going that have never that's seen... That's true, yeah, that's like, true. It keeps it going, you know, and they're just going to keep it going for a, a while before actually yeah. changing it, because it took forever for them to actually do anything with Phantasmic and actually change that up. Yeah, true. The other question I had is in terms of now you have an e-ticket attraction. How long do you think it's going to be before an announcement of an extended uh, refurb of Expedition Everest to fix the yeah. end? It's coming. Because now they can technically pull people in still with the uh, Light of Passage and totally close down that whole section of the park and basically take some time and work on the Yeti and try to get the Yeti going to a point where it's just not Disco Yeti anymore and still have something to offer guests that's considered just as spectacular as Everest. Yeah, that's a Joe Rody thing. Um, he's, he's, it's like his passion to make that happen, but they've also like, dogpiled him with Marvel stuff and I'm sure there's a whole Marvel's land we're getting ready to get announced um, all the details of that probably this summer at D23 and so you know if he get, maybe he gets his way maybe he doesn't but that's you're right that's the only way it's going to happen and it's, I've heard it's got to be at least a six month downtime to get it fixed so um, so maybe maybe you're right uh, that'd be cool I mean, we were talking about earlier on about well, Rivers of Light. Obviously, once you've seen it, having seen the video for the Navi River journey, do you not think that's going to be the same with that? Once you've seen it once, that you maybe not get back again? No, you're absolutely right. It's uh, I, that's why I said it's only going to be the Disney geeks that uh, that go over there, and and you know all of us hipsters that want to <laughs> do what everybody else is not doing anymore. Uh, and just Sport the things that nobody else well, has here's, seen. The here's last the question that with running. that. Yeah. Will it become like that, <laughs> or will it become something where it's nice, it's relaxing, almost like the people mover is, or uh, the way people kind of just want to cool off for a while so they go to Grand Fiesta Tour or something like that, or even El- Ellen's Energy Adventure for that matter? Do you think that it will have that um, staying power in that way? It's kind of a, something nice. Not long for this world. It's four minutes long, Dave. Okay, even even though it's four minutes long, you still kind of have a bit of a queue. You're still in air conditioning for a while, and you're in you're in a park that the sun is beating down in most of the places oh, with very little shade. So right here, you have some you have some nice little you have some nice darkness for a while, and kind of you're getting out of that hot <laughs> Florida sun. So that's the chink in the armor. So uh, I said that in the, uh, you you can see it in the blog, but basically. It's an all outdoor queue. Really? Yeah. So the, at the last minute, you literally go in and you're getting on the boats. Um, that shocks in, me, actually. Yeah. Well, I was Is shocked there no the first shade off at all. Well, shade, shade, yeah. shaded. You're covered, but it's all exterior covered. I immediately went, oh my gosh, I can't believe they Disney did this. And then I immediately thought, wait a minute, Kilimanjaro Safari is an all outdoor queue. Uh, Cali River Rapids is an outdoor, all outdoor queue. Expedition Everest is all outdoor, except, you know. So I guess it kind of goes along with that park. I mean, they're all they're all like that. Um, you know, really, quite honestly, only dinosaurs got an indoor queue. Um, so yeah, so I, I kind of went okay. It kind of makes sense, I guess. 
So yeah, I wouldn't want to hang out. At <laughs> so now we're it's starting to play this story about like uh, in the heat. Can you imagine in the heat standing out there getting the fans? <laughs> the other question I have is, uh, do do they have spots to? Uh, I mean, I, I'm just knowing what I know about Pandora and just a couple pictures that I've seen that I tried to clip away from. Obviously, it's going to be very colorful and everything. Did they try to like maybe work in some, uh, maybe some birds or something that actually might have the same coloring or something? The kind of like, as if they're trying to play it off as these are uh, birds of Pandora, or do they? Well, all right. No, so is this... there any wildlife at all? That's a lot. That's yeah. actually alive and not animatronic. Or is there animatronic wildlife? No, there isn't. But there is a lot of really creative sound. Um, they've got uh, Jim Hill said this week on uh, with Lentesta. Uh, they he said he confirmed that there's a lot went into creating this crazy like you're in the jungle sound. And we were stuck in that uh, river uh, Navi River Journey queue for a while because that we were waiting. Uh, there was some weird stuff went on, but they were filming for a commercial or something. So we had to wait a little while, but we we got we kind of took it all in, and and you could hear these crazy sounds of of the the jungle and and animals off in the distance, and then you could hear animals running by, and it was like you know how surround sound works, it's kind of, mm-hmm. and it, the the sound would move. Um, one thing that's very uh, important to note, though, is there's no background music, so it's very unconventional as far as a standard Disney uh, land. Uh, the only background music is as you get to the human areas, and that's up by the rides and up by the, the canteen, the restaurant, and the drink place. But beyond that, out, you're literally out. They want you to feel like you're out in the wild. So all you can hear is is uh, rainforest kind of noise, uh, so wild animals and such. And uh, there are some wild animal-looking things. Uh, I don't want to spoil anything. Um, I don't know. I guess you call them animatronics. Um, but... Um, I've got a sinking suspicion based on what Jim Hill was saying is there's a lot of stuff that's going to feed the next Avatar movies. That's So they're using this land as a prequel to movies, if that makes any sense. Okay. Yeah. So Now, do you think there'll be, like, room... Is there going to be room for, like, uh, a character encounter with a Navi or something like that? <laughs> That's what we suspect. There's some definitely niches, like areas that you look like it's a meet and greet spot. So, I'm, I'm, we're all holding out hope that there's something going to be coming there. Maybe they just do some corny um, thing with a you know photo, you know, kind of throwing it in there, kind of like they do. We did do one photo pass spot where they threw a um, so flight of passage. You're you're getting on a banshee. If you're not familiar with the the movie, it's it's just a giant flying creature um <clears throat> but there is a photo pass opportunity that you you point up at a banshee flying down at you so that was pretty cool so who knows maybe there's a photo pass opportunity where they kind of photoshop a giant 10 foot tall <laughs> um you know navi next to you i think yeah. there's room for expansion as well obviously they're talking about another two films and if it kicks off the same way as it does with the first film which wasn't the best of films anyway. I think obviously because it was 3D and it was one of the first ones of its time. Is there room for expansion for maybe for other parts in for other parts of the movie coming up? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Heck, there's five movies coming. <laughs> there's five of them? Yeah, isn't that crazy? Five movies. Unbelievable. The problem with that is, I mean, obviously it was announced in 2011. Construction started in, two, in January 2014. And it's yeah. going to open up on the 27th of May 2017. Can they wait another six years, obviously, <laughs> for an expansion, you know, even after the film's been made? Because I know, obviously, the film's been put back as well. Yeah, it's 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 really tough. I mean, you really got to go in. I feel like, and I kind of wrote about this in the blog, but I, I kind of feel like you just appreciate this for being Disney, and you don't even... I was disconnected from the movie, to be honest with you. Um, I just enjoyed the atmosphere, the weird... Like, you're literally on an alien planet. I'm on an alien planet. I'm walking around. This is pretty crazy. So that's kind of how I approached it. 
Awesome. Now I do have one more question, uh, kind of taking crowds away from Avatar in that way. Now that all the construction is done at uh, DAC, do you think this will uh, usher in the return of Mickey's Gem and Jungle Expedition Parade? Oh man, if they're they're dumb if they don't do something some daytime parade there. If they want people to be there all day long, that's got to happen. It's got to happen. We got to have some kind of thing, or they're gonna have people taking off and and hitting the road. But um, really, and, and also they're crowd soakers. They're crowd choker, uh, exactly. suckers. Exactly. I really yeah. missed that parade. That parade just made me happy. Yeah, yeah, it was a great parade. I still when I run my. Uh, races especially training for disney races i start off and end every uh, long run with a disney parade that one's like one of my favorite ones like it started with and everything it just kind of just makes me happy and it's like oh no i gotta i gotta run eight miles all right well i might as well just get into a good mood while doing it and it just kind of starts me off that way hmm. absolutely and, and a lot of times in order to to run a parade it basically sucks in cast members from all the areas to kind of help uh, coordinate the parade. And I think they want to cut corners by not having to suck in as many cast members so they don't have as many cast members available. Well, because of Pandora's right there, I think they're going to have a ton more cast members that are in this park. So I think it's they're going to have the, the people there, I think. Do you think that Tiffins is also going to see a surge in ADRs? Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, definitely. Um, that's probably going to be the tough one to get, unfortunately. Do you think after all and said and done, it's worth the wait and the hype and probably the effort and money that they put into it? Uh, yes, uh, I've thought about this long and hard. People try to compare it to um, Harry Potter financially. Uh, I can't speak to that because supposedly both uh, Wizarding World areas were built with the same amount of money for this one area but expanse wise it's much greater plot of land I feel like and the detail is just Disney detail if you know what I mean it's every inch has been artisan you know crafted um, you'll see it eventually and you'll you'll know what I'm talking about but um, um, definitely worth the wait Um I really appreciate how, what Joe, anything Joe Rody does, um, starting from when he did uh, was headed up Mexico Pavilion um, to even all of Animal Kingdom. I mean, for goodness gracious, and um, he just carried that same theme over here. So I'm looking forward to good things uh, coming forward with Marvel. I mean, I'm I'm not the biggest uh, comic book guy, but because Joe Rody's in charge of it, I'm really eager to see what what he's able to come up with any other thoughts steven no that's really it i mean it, it does it looks spectacular i mean it really does i mean the the flight of passage ride uh it it looks totally immersive uh and even the the queue uh going through it i mean you get through and you see the uh navy lying down in the the water you know and it's at a water tank and it, they've, they've fully put it on you know even the, the sort of pre-show prior to the, to get into the the ride it looks really really good uh, a bit like uh, Mission Space a wee bit like uh, but it, it's a long ride I mean it's, it's longer than you probably a few of the other sort of yeah virtual virtual reality sort of uh, rides that you get elsewhere and uh, I wrote this in the blog but once again it's um, somebody inside Disney blabbed that it's more resolution in this short video than all of the Avatar original movie so I did my little quick calculations and I come up with 8k uh, if you're familiar with the the high, high definition ratings, uh, it's eight times a standard high definition pixel density. Um, in order to do 8K, uh, it's important because that means you can do 4K for a 3D video. You can do 4K for each eye, so it's alternating um, pixels. Um, so that's very important. Uh, nobody's ever done that before. So 
that's that's massive and it really shows it's the it's very clear crystal clear 3d the best 3d i've ever seen so take that for what it's worth which means they probably don't have to touch it up as much because i know yeah. obviously that was one of the things at universal that they to touch up the harry potter one and uh superman or sorry spider-man as well yeah well with that i'm definitely looking forward to getting to um, experience this uh, are you excited for it uh, for your upcoming fall trip, Stephen? Yeah, I, I look for looking forward to it. Uh, it's one of these things where anything new is going to draw the crowds. It's going to be hectic. Whatever whatever month you go in, I do think it. That, as we said earlier on with Rivers of Light, I do think it's going to detract away from that too too much. But I think it's going to be really really busy for the foreseeable future and obviously getting uh, the fast passes to get in uh, might be the best option but as I said I mean the queue for uh, flights of passage just looks fantastic so I'm really looking forward to it alright any other uh, closing thoughts Jeff nope just be ready to uh, rope drop it Thanks a lot, buddy. And with that, let's go around and tell everyone where we can be found on the various social media machines. Yep, you can get me on SJM Disney on Twitter and Stephen James Maxwell on Facebook. And Jeff, what about you? I'm at Braindead92 on Twitter. And as the Navi say, Kiyavame, which means see you soon. And with that, you can find me on twitter under figments reality you can find the mickey dudes on twitter at the mickey dudes and you can also find our original blog content especially jeff's upcoming article which will probably already be published by the time this comes out on uh, our website themickeydudes.com be sure to check it out and jeff would you please uh, reiterate that phrase to take us out as the Navi say, Kiyavame. See you real soon. You've just listened to another exciting episode at the Mickey Dudes Podcast. You can find the Mickey Dudes on Facebook at the Mickey Dudes Podcast and on Twitter at the Mickey Dudes. If you enjoyed our podcast, please share the love on Stitcher or iTunes. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you again real soon. Those Navi really know how to party. They can drink to their blue in the face.